Good day, beautiful podcast family. I hope that wherever you are on this planet, you're doing amazing, and I'm sending my prayers your way, wishing you, your families, your friends, and everybody you love all the best. We have an absolutely amazing episode of the show for you today. We have Chris Wilson on, and we're talking about putting your faith into practice, the core values of success. We dive deep into a lot of areas in this show. We talk about why most people are beginners and how to get into the top 1%, small steps for consistent effort, why many people struggle with motivation and discipline, the importance of focus, why traveling can't necessarily solve inner problems, developing our faith and relationship with God, the the key suggestion to follow your inner calling or desire and follow your inspiration, being around like-minded company, and so much more. This is just a, a few of the show notes. We go into fulfillment and the importance of mastering what you love and what you care about, what you're interested in, faith as a guiding principle, and so much more. I know that you're going to love this episode, and if you do, please consider sharing it far and wide, leaving a review in iTunes. You can go and become a member at mattbelair.com and get access to amazing bonus content and exclusive uh, content from past guests. There is a lot of stuff in there from courses, training, guided meditations, breath work. There's a ton of stuff in there, um, and you'll also get access to the soul compass course which is a simple and concise guide to following your life path and life purpose it also has some tools for peak performance in there so you can get that by donation or for free if, if you can't contribute anything um, that's totally fine just send me an email matt at zenathlete.com and i will get you a free link and if you want to support the show with a small contribution that would be phenomenal and appreciated for those of you guys who want to work with me and you're really serious and committed to knowing your life path knowing your life purpose you're willing to overcome any limitations and blocks and hurdles that may arise and you want to develop a blueprint for living your highest and most authentic heart-led life hit me up matt at zenathlete.com i'd love to hear from you and work with you and if you have an organization and you want me to speak or do some training you can also hit me up with an inquiry at matt at zenathlete.com i'm happy to speak on peak performance mindset and everything in between that you hear on all these incredible shows so that's it let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we dive in oh i almost forgot the best way to support the show is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world now let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we dive in wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly filling every cell muscle and fiber of your being with joy peace contentment enthusiasm faith courage power energy and get ready to enjoy this incredible episode with chris wilson hello and welcome to the mastermind body and spirit show i'm your host matt belair today's guest is a lifelong fitness and health advocate with nearly 25 years of experience in the fitness industry. Mm. He has worked alongside and learned from leaders such as Charles Poliquin, Ben Prentice, three-time world champion powerlifter Lloyd Weinstein, four-time Mr. Olympia Jay Cutler, and many others. He is the co-owner of Critical Bench. Welcome to the show, Christopher Wilson. (laughs) Great to be here. Thank you so much, Matt. I'm... uh... I'll, I'll clarify though, I'm not co-owner, although I'm lifelong friends with the owner. I would I would say that his wife would argue that she's the co-owner. 
Oh, gotcha. Okay. I, reading off the bio, but I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you cleared that up. You know, you've done, you've done a lot. Eh? You've done like, I think your videos have been seen like millions of times or you've created videos. You've been in this yeah. game for a very long time. And for people yeah. who don't know, Jay Cutler's a big deal. Um, Charles Poliquin is a, is a, like an OG in the fitness space. So you've learned from some of the best in the health, fitness, strength um, categories. Yeah, I've been really, um, I don't know if the word lucky is appropriate. I'd say fortunate is the word. Um, just in, in ter- certain moments in my career since graduating college in the late 90s and just being in in the right space, the right moment, uh, and being able to surround myself with the right people. Um, and I think ultimately it's just about being um, being open uh, and, be- and wearing a smile and showing people some enthusiasm or some passion and becoming and and being memorable uh i mean i i would say that probably a lot of my success or my journey has been predicated on uh just relationships and holding people in, in high regard and not burning bridges and so it's really opened a lot of doors and uh, a lot of opportunities that i probably wouldn't have ever had or 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 i would have missed and so um, I've just been really so blessed uh, for many years now. Yeah, I just, I mean, just right like today is like 10 year anniversary of being part of Critical Bench. Um, oh, wow. And, you know, a company that's been around for just about 25 years now. And so um, it's uh, that that's things go by so fast. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, man. Well, well, that's amazing. Well, congrats on that milestone. You know, 10 years and anything I think is amazing. And mm. when I talk to people or do coaching or even think about changing my own life and what I'm willing to do, I say, I'll give myself a 10 year milestone. If I'm not that excited about it, that I would stick it out for 10 years. And then, then yeah. why would I even choose it? It's not really aligned enough. So it's amazing that you've, you've chosen that and that you've hit that milestone and you're 25 years in the fitness industry. Um, do you want to give us like a, a short like little background and we'll start diving in these topics because you're an expert in health and longevity, but you also speak about parenting and you can speak about entrepreneurship and just kind of forging your own path, which which I think is really important for my audience, right? We want to take care of our health. We want to, you know, make sure that that's all buttoned up, but we also want to move towards a meaningful life and we want to have work that we enjoy or, or um, at least, make an impact in the world in some capacity. And the more of those things that are lined up, the more we're able to do that. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of people um, come to a crossroads or aren't tapping into their, their best when meaning in life is not really felt uh, on a regular basis. Um, We have a lot of conversations here at critical bench, our team, um, in-house and virtually about, you know, the, our purpose and what we're doing, the content that we create, what it does for people, the service that we're providing. And, um, that feels good and it should feel good. Um, but behind all of that is passion and, and enthusiasm and energy and love of like what, of what your craft is. And I think that's when you really tap into that brilliance and that full potential of what you're capable of. When you really love something that you work hard at, um, it, it, you actually will 
grow to love it even more and appreciate it more and hold it in higher regard and and respect. And, uh, so yeah, I've, uh, my gosh, it's been, I mean, without the people, like I said, who have, who have gotten help to get me to this place, um, in terms of growing, I've had to do a lot of growing over the last 20 plus years to ask my wife, (laughs) (laughs) she knows me pretty well. We've been together for 20 years and, uh, over 20 years together. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was still in my twenties when, when we first met and, you know, I'm a couple of years away from 50 at this point, you know, but, um, it's, it's been a hell of a ride, but rubbing shoulders, as I said, in, in my early, my, those green years, funny, I got a green shirt on. I was real green <laughs> in those late nineties, early two thousands, when I was around like the Jay Cutlers and the Charles Poliquins and the Lloyd Weinsteins and the Durham Charles, uh, Ben Prentice, who is a, uh, an elite trainer for NHL athletes, uh, has a hockey performance uh, institute up in northeast, uh, north, northeast of the country in, uh, in Connecticut. And um, yeah, I mean, all these people were such massive influences in, in my early years and really fast forwarded me. And it's like I already had the love of being strong and being fit and, uh, you know, being a high school, you know, a long lifelong athlete, high school football uh, player and, um, and then just in college lifting because that's all I wanted to do was just lift weights and get strong and eat lots of protein, tuna fish usually because it was cheap. And, uh, <laughs> and then just being around all these great in- environments for about a four or five year period where it's just learning every day, learning and learning and how to, how to work around other affluent people as a young person, like I'm 20, you know, 22, 23 training a CEO of a fortune 100 company you know, but he's given me life lessons while I'm kicking his ass. You know, it's like, it was so much (laughs) like learning going on, you know, and, and so much fun. And, uh, you know, also getting paid pretty well too. I mean, those were great years. It was a great time of life. Uh, look back on it fondly and, you know, sometimes you miss it, but then, you know, I'm also so grateful for the life that I'm in right now. And I don't want to get caught looking in the rear view mirror too much. Cause there's too much coming in the windshield, as you know, with a, as a father with children, young children, a new, another child coming and stuff like that. Like there's just too much to be, to, to live in the moment now to be fully present, not to be looking back too much, but you know, you can certainly be a little nostalgic here and again. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I love that. And, and the people you've trained with really are world leaders. So I imagine that you've amassed all this knowledge and then you're continuing your work in the fitness industry. And now you're focusing a little bit, um, men's health over 40. Uh, you know, I love, I, there's a lot of different ways we could go with this. I'd love to touch on some of the mindset, some of the parenting, some of the success stuff, but from your perspective and all this knowledge you have around health and fitness, do you have like some fundamentals if somebody is either like a, a beginner that they want to start taking care of their health and maybe they're over 40 or, or they're, they just haven't done anything. And then be like some more advanced techniques for somebody who's been a little bit further down the road. And, and whether it's like, you've got like a strategy and then supplements are also a crazy thing or diet, some just simple fundamentals. So we have something practical for our listeners. Yeah. Well, 
I think most of us can agree that most people in life are more at the beginner stage of things, beginner level, uh, novices, if you will. Uh, it's very few of us that are in that 1% or the top of that 1% when it comes to any area, right? Health and fitness or you know, bodybuilding or uh, snowboarding, something that you like to do, right? Uh, most of us are newbies, rookies. Uh, and I think oftentimes we get blown away and intimidated because we're you get caught up looking at the people that are like where you want to be one day. And you kind of like, oof, it's intimidating. And it's like, uh, and you know, you, it, it, it can almost derail your effort a little bit because the goals or the dreams that you have are almost a little bit too ambitious at the start. Um, we, we all have to kind of, I think, take our own uh, humble pie or medicine or whatever in the beginning and realize that small steps are really the, the, the only way to achieve greatness and to be okay with that long-term play. Uh, success and anything does not come overnight. It usually is like a 10-year a plan. It just looks like it was overnight because when we see highly successful people at anything, we're seeing them after a, a long, arduous process that might have started when they were only four years old. And now they're high schoolers who can do backflips off of a, you know, off of this or off of that, or you know, who can lift six, seven hundred pounds, you know, but they didn't wake up one day and could do that. It was all the behind the scenes stuff that we miss that we don't see. And so, you know, that, that thousand mile, uh, you know, uh, trip starts with, you know, the first mile it starts with the first step. And so small steps are, are crucial. And then it's, it's putting them in together. It's being consistent. Most people are just not consistent enough they give up too quick. They throw in the towel too soon. Um, it's discipline and dedication to things is really, really, um, really hard for people. It's hard to do anything that doesn't come naturally to you for like 30 or 60 days. Ask anybody who's tried an elimination diet of any kind or any kind of extreme eating. It is not sustainable. You might get some short-term success from it, but six months later to a year later, you're right back where you were, if not worse, and frustrated again. So the, the, the best play for really anything that you want to do is to really have a, a detailed plan with something that is easily inserted or implemented on a daily basis or weekly basis for that matter that you can just do in, in bits and pieces and then just kind of build on it. And then just have a little bit of that momentum kind of in your favor. And then once you start to lay that foundation, which might take 30, 60, 90 days, then you can maybe start to take some larger bites out of it and, um, and, and go a little bit bigger with it and start to then really develop it more. Um, but I think ambition is good, but not if it's too bold at the start, because as I said, it, it, it'll backfire on you. So you have to learn from others and listen to other people who've already done it and really, uh, and, and have a, don't just listen to one person. Sometimes, sometimes that's good to just listen to one person, 
but sometimes you get bad bad advice from somebody who has a large platform. It depends <laughs> who the person is, I guess. Depends on the person. Make sure they're well vetted. Yeah. yeah, make sure make sure they truly are worth listening to. Uh, and then you, if you want to put all your eggs in their basket, that's 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 fine. But yeah, learn from other people's mistakes and take those those baby steps. Um, I think would be one of my my best uh, piece of advice for those beginner level people. Now, advanced, more advanced level people, people who've been through processes and, and, and seen failures and rebounded and, you know, uh, they can be, I, I would say they can be a little bit more bold. Uh, I was just listening to a, a podcast this morning. Uh, Craig Groeschel is a, he's a pastor, but he's a, just an amazing leader and speaker um, all throughout the States, but internationally. And, um, he was interviewing, uh, Donald Miller and this guy, Donald Miller was talking about an investment that he had made after he struck a big book deal, had a big, like top, you know, bestseller for so many weeks. And it was like, you know, got million, whatever dollars in royalties. And he took a big chunk of that and invested it and lost all of it. $350,000 gone. And he said he, it broke him for like weeks and months, it just broke him. Um, and so he was capable of taking a bigger risk, right? Because he wasn't, you know, he, he had seen some success. So he took kind of a, a gamble, kind of a big risk, but he also learned from it that sometimes you make a choice that backfires on you and you can only hold yourself accountable. And so I would say for those more advanced level people is accountability is huge and it, you can never get away from it. It doesn't matter what level of success you reach, you can never get away from accountability. So even if you're a eight figure uh, entrepreneur, nine figure entrepreneur, you still have to have other people that you respect that can hold you accountable because life's not all about your bank account. So you have to have people that hold you accountable that you respect in other areas of your life, like relationships, marriage, parenting, uh, faith, perhaps, uh, things like that. Because um, we we can certainly get a big ego and a big head when we attain a certain amount of success. And we need people in our lives that can bring us back down to earth. Yeah, that's all great advice from the beginner perspective. I think, you know, that journey of a thousand miles is always the first step is mm. the toughest, you know, going yeah, to the you gym. Said it, you said it better than I did. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but it's it's so important. It doesn't matter what you do. If you're on the fitness track, you just start doing something, whatever it is to show up and, and maybe get some help, get some support, and then you can refine as you go along. Um, and then the finisher there, I think the important thing is the community what you shared is like, you have these people holding you accountable. And when you're younger for myself, it was sports teams. It was friends. It was clubs, different things like that. Martial arts kept me accountable. And then as I got older, it was actually teaching. It was teaching martial arts. It was mm. teaching snowboarding. It was teaching sports psychology, teaching all these different things where I might've wanted to be lazy. I might wanted to not be accountable and not be prepared, but because I was teaching at that point, I had to be, there was no choice. Mm. And so you know, you have these different avenues that can help keep you accountable. And that really helps. And 
when you talk about uh, workout motivation, does this go back to, um, you know, what you were just sharing there or is it something else? Because I feel like a lot of people struggle with motivation or discipline, like they want to do it, but they can't do it. And, um, I'm just curious, and this can lead to anything like motivation in general, you know, I think is, a, is an important topic. And I like some of the quotes that say it's not motivation, it's discipline, right? Cause motivation is like, Oh, you feel like you're like rah, 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 and you got to go. And then discipline is you're cold, you're wet, you're tired. You got no food. You're basically David Goggins. You got both legs broken and then you're going to run bring another hundred miles. <laughs> it's like, right. you know, he always reminds me like, okay, buddy, like you can, it, you can suck this up. You know what I mean? Like from yep. the stuff I've heard, like this is not even one, one hundredth of what the guy's dealing with. So it's yeah. just that little reminder is like, just show up and be disciplined because that perfect moment. It's, I use this example recently. Like if you like snowboarding, because I had a frustrating season this year where it wasn't a lot of snow. But if you're only happy when the conditions are perfect, that's only every now and then. That's pretty rare. 90% of the time, there's going to be something off. So if you can't make that the most fun, the most uh, enjoyable, the most present, the most grateful experience, then 95 of your experience percent of your experiences are not going to be worthwhile because you're going to be seeking this ultimate experience, this ultimate high. And it's something actually I learned when I traveled to being in Nepal and these different places, I kind of thought I'd get like a little bit of a high. I'd be enlightened by being around the Buddhist monks. And it was still myself, my same inner dialogue, my same problems, my same things, but in a new place. Um, so yeah, I'm just wondering if you can kind of speak on that ramble I just put forth. No, of course. No, motivation is something that's, uh, it, it, it's great. It's like, it's like the beginning of a new relationship, you know, when everything's rainbows and fireworks, but it's fleeting. It doesn't, it's, it's not lasting. Uh, so when it comes down to it, it's just about choices that we make and, and the choices that we make, um, good or bad, we can be, we can be disciplined to make, you know, choices that work in our favor that are good for us. Or we can be the the inverse of that, where we're you know we're disciplined to make a lot of bad choices, like eating ice cream every night as a as a treat after dinner or something, or um, you know re- rewarding ourselves too frequently for 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 something. Um, and I think there's a lot of this that goes around, and people are not. Um, It's, it's really easy in life to not look in the mirror at yourself and to pro- project a certain version of yourself that you want everyone else to, to, to think and feel about you, but that's not really real or authentic. It's just that that version of you that you want out there. Uh, I've lived that before. I've, you know, where you, you feel like, wow, this is what they need. This is what I need to put out there. Um, and it's not really you. It's just a version of you. Uh, motivation is fleeting and it's not lasting. It's, it, <laughs> it's all about the discipline of showing up. And you said the word showing up, showing up. That's uh, the founder of of Critical Bench, who's one of my best friends for over 30 years. He just kept showing up. And that's what people noticed back in 2005, 2006, when the business was still trying to get itself off the ground. It was very much just all about bench press back then. 
not like what we are today, which is just more of a complete health and fitness uh, online publishing company. And But he kept going to these events and just being there, being in the room with people. And it was the discipline and, and getting over the fear and just continuing to show up and invest in himself and spend money he didn't kind of didn't have because he knew like if I just keep showing up and just keep putting myself out there, maybe it's just that one conversation, that one person that I meet that I talk to. And um, sure enough, you do that enough and it's going to, the universe has a, has a way of making things work for you if you keep putting yourself out there like that putting your best foot forward. And so it's a really at the end of the day, it's just a mental thing. It's complete. It's just a total mindset thing. Um, I wasn't necessarily motivated to work out earlier today at all, but I knew I needed to do it for my head, for my body, certainly. But uh, it's putting, I put myself out in the gym. And once you're there, it's like people will drive themselves to the gym and just sit in their car still debating whether or not they want to go back home or not. Um, they were motivated at least enough to get in the car, but it's the discipline of you know, getting out, walking into the gym and doing that on a daily, on a weekly, on a monthly, and just grinding. And so I, I think there's two types of people in the world. There's, there's gritty, grinding type people. And then there's people that are not willing and give up, throw their hands up in the air, aren't willing to to dig deep, aren't willing to tap into that next layer of the you know of 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 toughness that we all possess if we're just willing to to go there. Um, and it, so it's kind of just a, a a fight, a fight that you have to have in, in you. Um, you know, kind of like Rocky Balboa. Right? That guy, that guy deserved, didn't have any business being in the ring with Apollo Creed, but he, but he, but he put himself out. He put himself out there, and he and he went the the, the distance with the champ. And and in in one decision, after uh, you know many many years of uh, of effort, it, it all worked for him. But it, it was not an easy road getting there. Yeah, and that story, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, uh, the real story of Rocky or the script and how yeah, Sylvester Stallone made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, yeah. And how, so he was like trying to be an actor and he had gone everywhere, like, you know, multiple times, you know, and then he ended up selling his dog or something to get a wedding ring or something. And then his fiance yeah, left but, him. But kiss his dog in the movie. He had, yeah. that was really his dog, Sylvester Stallone's dog. And I think he had sold the dog. Yeah. He got the dog back, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a crazy story, and I yes. hope someone can find the original for him to set up because, yeah, he sells the dog. He gets it because his his fiance is like, we can't live like this. You're, you know, they're in this bedroom party. He's not paying for anything. Sells the dog. She leaves him, and then as she leaves him, he's in this cold apartment and he watches a fight. Then writes the script for Rocky. Then he goes to in, sell in like it. Two days. He wrote the script yeah. in like two days. Yeah. yeah. So then he goes to sell it, and then they're like, okay, we're going to give you this much money, but you can't act in it. And they're like, he's like, no, 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 like, I'm going to act in it. So he I'm says, the, I'm the guy. Yeah. yeah. So he keeps going and going. And so they give him the, the minimum amount of money. It's like, fine. If you're going to act it, he could have got like, he's so broke. They're going to give him a hundred or 200 K something tons, you know, big amount. And he ends up taking like 10 K or something and he can act in and get some royalties. So he takes that bit of money, 
finds his dog, you know, and then it becomes an Oscar winner. And it's the yeah, craziest story. That's the year I was born. It won the oh, wow. Oscar. Yeah. Yep. Craziest, you know, real life story ever. And if you hear his interviews, you know, I'm not, I'm definitely not a big fan of Hollywood in general, or I don't make, mm, you know, actors, yeah. you know, special, but there are some of them that are like really good advocates, you know what I mean? Of how they live their life and how they approach things and why they got into that industry. And I think, you know, when I hear him speak, it's usually, you know, it's like pretty simple and it's about hard work and discipline and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, his story is, is pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I've always attached myself to that to that story. And, you know, I was I grew up in the 80s. That was like my, you know, from like four or five years old to like 15. That was like my 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 time period there. And um, I, I always loved that underdog story and being gritty and being tough and dealing with loss and defeat and but getting back up. And there's something there, you know, there's something about that, that, and don't people love those stories? Why did that, that story is so much of a real reoccurring story in books and movie lines, because people, people like to see someone else not give up and fight and be tough and overcome. And we all, again, we all possess that quality. We all have this, like a soul something that's 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 hard to put a, a finger on so to speak uh it goes beyond just the flesh there's something in us our spirit that will allow will give us a lot allow us to dig a lot deeper than just our physical bodies uh are able to you know we can push ourselves a lot harder than what our bodies are thinking that we can what we're able to do i mean look what people can do look what people can do unbelievable things but it's all it's all here. It's all just decision making and 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 mindset stuff. That's all it is. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I, you know, I like what you were saying before. It's on the same talking of just like never giving up, right? And and it's what we have to do to be successful because there's a quote out there or just a general understanding is you only fail when you stop trying. You le- right. I learned that from skateboarding. Uh, you talk to any business guy you're gonna who's been successful, your friend, for example, and it's all of this effort, and all of a sudden, you know, you become successful or the overnight success that took 10 years and that whole entire mm-hmm. story. And it's mm-hmm. finding something meaningful. And so from your perspective, I'm curious if you can give like your insights on like the balance of First, like aligning to something that you enjoy that I feel like gives back in, in Zen and Buddhism, they talk about right livelihood. And I love that. And I know that, you know, a lot of people of faith want to figure out how they can serve humanity or serve the greater good. Right. And so the right livelihood is like my work is contribute something to society. It's not just meaningless. It's not mundane. I enjoy the work and it's fulfilling. And a lot of us have responsibilities. We have families, we have to pay the bills. And so you need to balance that. And then also having that great relationship at home is important too in your, in mm-hmm. your relationship with God, creator, faith, or whatever that is for you. You know, if we can balance all those things, I feel like we can have a more meaningful life and we can be a little bit more aligned with where we're going. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at people who pass to the other side, a lot of their regrets are not going for things that they that inspired them, not going for things that spoke to them. They never say... I wish I took the easiest route, you know? Um, and so how do you align all those things for yourself when you're doing your fitness coaching and you're doing your businesses and you're doing your faith and your family and all those other um, avenues of life? 
I think ultimately, uh, I've talked about this on on our podcast, uh, Strong by Design podcast, and in, in previous um, conversations that I've had. Um, we adopted many years ago a set of core values as a business, as a company. And I really feel truly that th- that was a shift in our mentality here at work, but it also had an impact on me as a person and things, uh, the filter I would use, the lens I would use to look at my life through. And so I think there's certain principles or core values, whatever terminology you want to use, that we all need to adopt and have as guiding things in our life. Foundational things, rock, the rocks of, of the pillars uh, that that everything rests upon. And so we have seven of them here that we operate with. All our decision-making, all of our programming, all of our relationships, anything and everything that we do here is predicated on these seven things. It's passion, it's integrity, it's gratitude, service, positive attitude, decisiveness, and faith. And those seven things dictate what direction we move in. And we then we defined what those words are because they're, you know, people might have different definitions or different meanings behind them, but we put our own definition on each of those words and then knew them like intimately, like knew them and thought about how, how they applied. That's why we pick those in particular. We spent a whole day with a mentor of ours coming up with these. And at the same time, came up with our mantra, strong by design, or you are strong by design, which is a double meaning. Uh, You're strong by the way you are designed. We are all designed by our creator. We're not just randomly here. I don't believe that for one second. And if you do, you need to do some more reading. Um, And secondly, you're strong by the way you design your own life. Um. Every day we we are given an opportunity, every day, a fresh slate. You could screw up the day before, be an awful person the day before, but every day is a new chance, a new opportunity to do it differently, to do it better um, and improve on the person you were the previous day. So I think that incremental growth every single day while also resting on those core values you've adopted for yourself. Maybe just start with two or three, but I think every person listening should, there's, yes, we're all different people. We all come from different life experiences and and different backgrounds and stuff. But I think there are, you can make a case for any one of those seven things that I, that I mentioned as our core values that why those are important in our human existence. And um, yeah, ultimately, that's what it's about, just being a, a good human being. Um, and I think the more we can, these all of what's, what is, puts these all in common really is uh, poor. I, I did an episode not that long ago about our core value of service and how all of those kind of pour into service because everything's about like giving, out, giving back, giving, reaching out, giving, giving to others and projecting and 
So it's, it's, it's an external thing. And I think if, what, if we're focused on other people and, ma- and improving their life, it automatically makes, makes our life better. Without, it's a side effect. It's like pouring into other people fills your cup. And you'll, you'll never be empty if you just keep, keep pouring into other people. That's truly something that I, 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 I believe. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. In doing so many podcasts, I've kind of deduced that what I believe to be the awakened person, you know, the true, like someone who's awake and, you know, they're not lost in the mire of materialism. And one of those concepts is service to other people, because if you're only serving yourself, I I don't think you can get to a level of fulfillment that you can from giving back to other people. I don't think it's possible. You have to be thinking, what can I give? And when you're thinking about business or entrepreneurship or following your passion or, having more meaning in your life, you know, if that one day, yeah, I remember I was having a rough day a couple of years ago and this came up to me and I was like, oh man, I'm having the worst day ever. I just felt terrible. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to take my useless self right now. And I'm going to make sure that my wife and daughter have a nice day. I'm going to do something nice for them. And that shifted my mentality for that day. And it was a really helpful thing that I've taken with me. And it's so simple. And can we remember to apply that certain thing? And then when we get a little bit deeper, we can think about, you know, what am I curious about? What am I passionate about? What could I spend the weekend learning? What would I get a master's degree in if I could immediately? What would I have? What subjects would I want all the knowledge in the world in? And you take that. And like you said at the beginning, you don't need to be a master to help other people. You need to be one step ahead. Now, this doesn't mean if you want to help people in a, in a, um, particular topic or industry, you should be average. You should be incredible. But that said, you're going to be helping 90% of people with the basics, right? But if it's you, what you love to do, you should be mastering that. And But once you've gotten to that intermediate, you're going to be able to help people who are like, you know, what do I do? Do I swing kettlebells or do I do a deadlift or do I start running every day? Well, what do you want? You know what I mean? It's like, they're all good depending on what it is you want. You'll, have, you know, kind of You'll, and then when they have questions, that's part of your job. You can go find those answers a little bit better than they can. And then you can give them the um, advice and, and the feedback, but then you're also teaching them to teach themselves. You don't come across as the ultimate, you know, master of everything is like, here's what I'm sharing with you. This is the reason why always think for yourself. And then one of your tenants, their faith is go back to the creator, you and your answer with the creator, you know, think about everything. If you need something, go to the creator first. And then I'm here as a representative of that, you know what I mean? Because of that intent and and move forward with it. And so we're trying to, you know, teach people to fish, not just give them the answers, but it's, it starts with the service to others and that will bring more fulfillment. And I feel like things from God, We'll come down and we'll have new avenues if we're doing it in an authentic way. And when we do that, it's never harming anyone else. You know, I don't think there might be a few bad apples out there that really are, they have problems and, you know, they'll be dealt with, but 99% of people are good. And when they're fulfilled and doing what they want to do, it's going to be of service to the community. They just, they're putting the money thing first and that's the challenge. And so when you're helping people, I'd be curious what you, what you share. If they're like, they have a job that they are are doing and it provides for their family, but they've got like something they want to grow or maybe they have a passion they want to pursue or they want to move laterally, but they've got that foundation of supporting the family. Do you, do you have any idea on how we can move towards more faith and more something to kind of 
get us across that, that hurdle, that bridge, because it's very scary when you have that certainty of your daily income and you have dependents. I want to get more clear on exactly what you're asking before I answer. I, I think I, I think I know what what you're what you're after. Yeah, the the general but, idea is I think that a lot of people have a job that provides and they have families to take care of, but they're sure. looking for something a little bit more aligned with their livelihood, right? Maybe they've hit that uh, midlife crisis. They don't love what they do, or or what they do doesn't make the positive yeah. impact they want. But moving over there. They're not going to get the guaranteed paycheck they have. So I'm curious right. if you've worked with people. Yeah, that's yeah, kind of it, it. It touches on obviously what we we're kind of came up a little bit earlier, right? With like me, meaning, finding meaning, and being able to tap into your your passion and getting the most out of yourself. But that doesn't always necessarily pay the best. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you're used to a certain lifestyle, doing something you hate, it's going to be really hard to separate from that. Um, and certainly when you have a family to take care of, so it's not just you anymore, it's a spouse, it's children. And maybe you've been doing what you've been doing for 20 years and you're in your forties and it's like, geez, I don't, what do I do? You know, like I can't like make a big change like this just to try and like feel selfish. It does. Um, to do something that I love versus something I can't stand, but it puts food on the table. Man, that's a really tough, it's a tough spot to be in for a lot of people. Uh, my wife recently just transitioned. She was in animal medicine for 20 years, not making much money at all because hmm. there's not much money in animal medicine unless you're the vet perhaps and have your own practice. She was a veterinary nurse. And so she, now she's a, an RN in human medicine, where there's a heck of a lot more financial prosperity there. But that was a two-year tough transition of her doing accelerated learning and no income on her end and uh, not really. And uh, being a mom, full, doing a four-year equivalent of a four-year college degree as a mom of two, not making any money, uh, you know, and still all the duties at home and I mean, that was a, a terribly challenging period, but you know what? People are tougher than to give themselves credit for, and you can actually do a lot. Uh, I, I would say to these people, if they're stuck in a rut doing something that doesn't give them any kind of, any kind of, it doesn't give them peace. It doesn't fill them up uh, that you need to, if you, whether it's a night class or something that you do online, something you do on the weekends, um, you you need to make a shift. And again, it can be small, it can be simple. You don't have to go at it 100 miles an hour, but at least get the ball rolling and build up a little bit of confidence. And that'll create that momentum. There's the M word again, momentum. And momentum's hard to stop once you, once you've started it, but everyone's deserving of of doing something that that gives them some kind of um that that feedback that we all are kind of in search of i think you know being acknowledged for doing something that that matters um and that can look different for everybody right some people are perfectly content and perfectly happy 
working in a uh, grocery store. Like that's their calling in life. And that's fine. Maybe it is. Um, but maybe your calling is not, not, you know, doing whatever it is that you're doing and you kind of know it and you have other desires and other passions and you, you need to pull the trigger on those things. At least try it. Even if you fail, try it. Cause I think any of us, if, if we've gotten too far down the line, right, we're 70 plus 80 plus, right. And we, and we we're living with those regrets. Those are killers. They're like cancer. Um, if, if, if you're living with regrets about things that you wish you did, or you should have done, or, oh my gosh, dude, I mean, talk about not being in at peace with your life, with your existence, feeling like you missed opportunities. That's a really dangerous place to be, I think. So just give yourself at least the, the, the capacity to put, you know, put yourself out there and, and be okay with failure if you at least attempted something that you've thought about or wanted for yourself, wanted for your life. But I think we all are around people like this in our everyday life, right? Neighbors, people that are acquaintances, that they're living for the weekends, they're living for, you know, drinking and just like, it's like, what do you have? Is there, is there, isn't there more? Like what, what's your, what's your goal? Just keep doing what you're doing for the next few decades. And then one day you're just old. I, I don't, <laughs> I, I guess I just don't get it. I, I, I don't get, I don't get the people that, that don't seem to have any real direction or don't seem like they're, there's any real depth to their, to their position in life. But we all know these people. Some of them are family members. Some of them are friends, maybe who we wish. We're like, gosh, one day I wish they would just freaking grow up. You know, I wish they'd just get their head out of their butts. You know, something like that. We all know people like this. Um, but I don't know. There's there's only so much you can do too as an outsider. <laughs> people have to make these decisions for themselves at some point. You can you can bring them to the water, but you can't force them to drink it. You know. Yeah. And I think the thing you shared there is like just giving it a try and for whatever each person is different and whatever they're doing is totally fine. And the idea is that if you have this inner nagging, this inner calling, this inner desire to try something or to learn something or to participate in something that yeah. inspires you, that's really the the suggestion or invitation that I'm giving the audience. And it might just be you end up coaching, and I'm getting coming from my own experience, coaching mm -hmm. a, t a sports team or you know running a weekend class and you still have mm -hmm. your job. It doesn't mean to get rid of your responsibilities. It's the mm -hmm. idea to engage in those inspirations. And over time, just like your wife, that's a four-year thing, right? And so over time, as you continue to engage with these inspirations, it can give new thoughts, new ideas, new directions that you can choose to participate in or not. But it's mm -hmm. the the showing up. And just like when we spoke at the beginning about going to the gym, well, you know, if I was speaking to my cousin once who was talking to me and he wanted to lose some weight and he said he went to the gym, you know, a few times a week. And I kind of knew that he probably maybe went once a week, maybe. And I knew it was like, you're never going to get anywhere once a week and you're never going to get anywhere twice a week. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, so I said, go to the gym every single day. 
And mm-hmm. once you get there, even if you walk on the treadmill, that's enough. That that is more than enough. But it becomes a daily habit, and it's not. A, and when you're there, you're now having conversations around health, around diet, around yeah. strength, around all of these things that you want to improve in your life by showing up. So yeah. when you go to a weekend class, when you take a course, you're engaging with all those different types of people, and that's why I loved and I still go to whenever I can seminars and events and all these different things to be around people who enjoy the same topic so we can speak about those so we can learn from each other you know the iron sharpens iron and ideally you can learn around the best as you have um and over time wherever you're starting just put your foot in the door and if you enjoy to learn it don't have expectations and you might it might become nothing it might become something it might take over your whole life but the idea is to explore those inner impulses because they're there just for you they're unique for you and as you mm-hmm shared it a little while ago with your um, catchphrase. I don't think that's the proper word, but <laughs> the strong by de- design. Yeah, you the know? mantra. Yeah, it's, the it's mantra. The, it's like <laughs> mantra, mantra sounds here. better than catchphrase. <laughs> yeah. It's not a comedy <laughs> show. Right, uh, right, you know. Right. So if we are designed uh, by God, which I believe also we're designed by God in in his image and in, in perfection, you know, we don't need to cut off genitalia, um, you know. No. Um, so if that's true, then I believe we all have a purpose and it doesn't need to be changed. One of my things, change the whole world. Does it, You're not going to change the whole grand scheme. That's up to a bigger thing. God beyond you. However, you being here is to bring something. You being here is enough. And the more you can get into your own alignment, into your own faith, into your own knowledge and understanding of who and what you are, that's going to lead you. You're not going to be like, out on the street homeless, you're going to be taken care of, but you're always putting like your service first and you're, you're developing your, your faith and your relationship with God and your direction. It doesn't mean you have to explode all your responsibilities. That's never what I'm saying. It's, you know, to explore those inspirations. So if you do come to the deathbed, you're like, oh shoot, you know what? I was really passionate about, you know, fitness. I was really passionate about health. I was really passionate about mental health. I was really passionate about helping kids. And I never figured out a way to participate in that. And Mm -hmm. that's all the invitation is. And so um, I'd be curious if you want to speak on that. And, you know, the last question I definitely wanted to get in before we have to close it is just your idea on faith. And, and as you put in the notes here, op- being open about your faith and, mm-hmm. and developing that connection, because I feel like that is so important for people to have a, you know, a North Star or a clear direction or, uh, you know, some sort of idea or connection that's bigger than them. And I think yeah. it can be so transformative in a person's life. Yeah, for sure. Well, first I'll say, yeah, one of our core values is decisiveness. And the way we define it is that we are fast, massive action takers. And I think if more people just applied that to their life, that they were willing to step out into something, to take action on something rather than just think about it and think about it and think about it. And it was something that The Rock said actually in a post. And I'm not, listen, I don't look at any celebrity as like, like, I think celebrity, a lot of it's a joke and a facade and not living, not, not really who they are. A lot of them, some of them, I think is it's true. Um, some of them, I think, have some some good stuff to say. But he did say something that I was in 100% agreement with. And it was four words. And they're pretty powerful, actually. He said, one day or day one. One day I'll do that, or today is day one doing that thing. 
And I think that's action. That's just taking action in your life on something. Um, and day one is scary for a lot of people and you probably suck and you're going to fail and you're going to be embarrassed and all of these things, things that five-year-olds don't care about because they don't see the world the same way we do. So they try stuff all the time. Everything's new to a five-year-old, right? Can you imagine if you just were scared of everything? Like you never, you wouldn't like ever ride a bike. You wouldn't ever like ride a skateboard. If you were great at everything, you know, you're not great at anything in life when you, you fall trying to walk when you're two years old. Okay. So we fail a lot in life. You think we would know that by the time we were adults, like it's going to hurt. It's going to suck. I'm going to fail, but I have to take action. I have to keep moving forward. If I'm going to get anywhere, anywhere worth being. And so I think, yeah, decisiveness and, and taking action is huge. Um, on top of that, you, you know, obviously the word faith and God have come up a lot. We are a business here that's operated by Christian men and women. And we have, it's not a Christian business. We just happen to be Christians. And so we implement a lot of our faith into our daily practice. We pray before meetings. Um, most of us, some of us go to some of the same churches and stuff. Um, we listen to worship music together sometimes while we're working out in our gym. Uh, we got some badass, amazing men, strong men and women that come here <laughs> that are, uh, you can be a badass and still love Jesus. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. And, and we're bold enough as a health and fitness company to, to put that out there into the world. Cause I think a lot of people shy away from their faith or their spiritual walk. They don't want to talk about it. They're not willing to put it out there because they don't want to get shut down. They don't want to get, uh, you know, negative response or negative feedback from anybody. But, you know, I think we've also garnered a lot of respect from people for being willing to, to put that out there, to bring it up, to mention it, to talk about it, because it's, it's who I am. It's what I am. You, you said the words, iron sharpens iron. Where, where's everybody, like, where's that come from? It comes from the Bible. It's Proverbs 27, 17. Iron sharpens iron as one man sharpens another. Um, ah, I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's from the Bible. Most truths. And listen, you don't have to be a Christian that's listening to me, but we, all of our content is for anybody, secular, agnostic, atheist, Christian. It doesn't matter. We put out good content, but what I'm saying is what we are grounded in. What we are grounded in is biblical stuff. And we have integrity as one of our things, like morally, ethically, biblically, like grounded in things, um, in being good husbands and being good parents and being good co respectful coworkers to each other and not gossiping and not, you know, and we've created a culture here that's palpable. Like people come in to our, to our building here and they're like, it just feels different. And it does. It's because we are different. And it's just, we just recently did a funny, we did a tryout for our YouTube channel just last month for finding new talent for being like uh, guest appearances on our channel. And uh, everybody had the same response. They're like, man, this is great. Feels different. Is this what it's always like here? It's like, everybody's so nice. And, and this is like, really feels different and feels cool. And 
I'm like, yeah, this is that's critical bench, man. That's what we're all about. <laughs> we are cool and we want to create an environment that's welcoming and feels powerful and feels uplifting to people uh, because we walk in these in these core values. But again, they're all based on on what we think is is it's Bible to us. It's truth. It's, and, um, that's just, that's who I am. That's who we are as, as a company, as a business. And I think walking in that and being bold, you know, that you can only squish, squish the truth down for so long before it has a way of coming back to the surface. And we're seeing that a lot in the world today, aren't we? In culture, all this nonsense that's going on around us globally absolutely just ridiculous stuff and it's because they've tried to take god out of everything and 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 squish down squish the truth and confuse everybody and it's just it's created chaos and and broken broken a lot of people unfortunately so hopefully we'll start to see a little bit of a of a shift here in the next decade or so i mean I, you got to have faith in in, in in human existence, like waking up to some of this nonsense that's out there. But, um, I, you know, we talked about it briefly, obviously, Matt, before the you hit record, just, you know, the world that we live in today looks much different than the world from 20 or 30 years ago. 20 or 30 years ago, if you told people what was hap- what, what, what would be happening, they wouldn't believe you. Even five years ago, I Even think. Even five years ago. Yeah. Like the, each year is crazy. And I appreciate you sharing all that. Um, you know, at the, at the root of it, you're speaking about foundations of what you're building. And if you don't have a strong foundation, you're not going to build to the level of impact that you might desire because you're uh, not clear on who you are and what you're building and what you're offering people. It's so simple. Right. And I know many personal friends who have deep faith and are incredibly successful. And I think it comes down to two things, probably more than this, but the two that come top of mind are the foundational principles of what they're doing and why they're doing it and who they're doing it for. Um, And then the second piece of that is the prayer aspect and the faith aspect. And this will lead into law of attraction type of stuff, which I only believe some of that stuff. I think there's a lot of other things, but like that foundational principle of who you are and that daily interaction with God saying, look, this is what I'm building. This is uh, what I need, you know, and, and most people don't have that. And so it's a feedback loop for yourself. It inquires accountability and it's also your relationship uh, with the creator God. And it's a, and it's um, like, it's a daily process where you're, you're trying to do something, get feedback and improve, do something, get feedback and improve. And if you're kind of lost or you're kind of confused, you're not doing that. Right. And so every day you do that is going to be an absolute game changer. And if you're doing it to improve the world, I was thinking biblically the other day, and, you know, I came back to the Bible more after doing the law summit. Uh, I did a, a summit uh, where I interviewed a lot of experts on law and and many of them, if they know high level law, it actually goes back to the Bible and they've taken the Bible out of schools they take it out of motels they take it out of, but they cannot take it out of the courtroom. The last place it's stuck the Christian Bible is in the courtroom, which is really fascinating. So I began mm. to read it more and I just saw that it was a, really a story of good and evil and a very spirit, obviously it's a spiritual book, uh, right. but you know, rooted in good and evil and what's going on here. And so that made it very fascinating for me to kind of engage with my own eyes 
And so if you take, just take it for what it is, but make the interpretation for yourself. And I kind of equate it to like Mr. Miyagi karate kid and uh Cobra Kai, you know, you can, you could through your own consciousness distort the message, but if you look at it and then you reflect it on your own and see what comes up for you and try to find your own mastery and your own integration. But the root of it is trying to find the spiritual connection of, of what I believe is like bringing heaven on earth. Because if I look around and when I've been a kid looking and seeing starvation and war and all this stuff, it never made any sense. I just don't understand it. And so if that's what's going on, but I can have this clear vision of a better world where we are in peace, we are in harmony, we are in abundance, we are in community, and it's not that at all. Well, I can't change that. But what I can do is I can do my tiny little bit to bring that idea here. If it's not every, if I can't go down to the corner store and go get it, and it's not anywhere, then I can bring my little piece here. And I think that's the idea of bringing heaven on earth. And I think that's a really beautiful and power, powerful a frame framework to to build something with. And it's yeah. meaningful because even if you fail at trying that, what a beautiful way to fail rather than, you know, I was so successful doing a job that I hated that hurt people, but I made a ton of money and I had a huge house and I drove fast, but I was empty on the inside. When you die, if you're not doing anything of meaning, you you have deep regret, no matter how much mm. uh, materialism you gain. Yeah. You, you have no inner world fulfillment. You have deep, deep gr- regret, which is way worse. That's right. We all came into the world naked. And we're all going out the same way. You're not taking anything with you. Uh, I think if, you know, a lot of the conversation today has been based on service and giving back and pouring into others. And I think it's our relationships, our connection to other people and the, the ripple effect of like what we're doing in our little world, our sphere of influence, as you talked about, the small things that we're able to do that impact the lives of others for the better. And if more people do that, you have all these overlapping ripples that are just going out into the, into the universe. And, and that's where I think we're at our best. And that's where I think we find that meaning. And that's where I think we find peace and, um, and and peace, I think, is what everyone's in search of, but so so few people end up finding. I think if they aren't grounded in some type of uh, faith or sp- uh, spiritual walk of some kind, um, the yes, the we live in a physical world, but it's there's a lot of metaphysical things happening right, that are really hard to. Uh, to drill down on and obviously there's going to be a lot of different interpretations of things and and people will have different uh explanation for things but you know ultimately we're, we're going somewhere and I, you know i know what i believe and so i would just ask those people listening like you got to know what you believe if you believe you're just here by random chance and you're just gonna die and that's it what's your purpose? What's the purpose for any of this? There's got to be something. There's got to be some end game. And so, uh, yeah, I, I, I think, uh, I, I think being open to things and reading and listening to others and just constantly trying to grow and not have blinders on is, is a huge part of it too. Cause there's so many smart, super duper people out there in the world that are, uh, are service oriented 
and that we, you know, w- that we can grow from and learn, continue to learn from. I, I'm inspired constantly from the different people, the audio books or podcasts and things and webinars, things that I'm, it just people awe me, you know? And uh, so I think you can never shut that down. Like the older I get, the more I want to like listen and read things because I realize, I gosh, I just so much I don't know. There's so much I need to know and learn. And when you're young, you think you know everything. Even <laughs> you know that's that's the mind of a twenty year old. Ah, I'm good. I know everything. Yeah, you don't know crap. You have zero life experience. You like you were a teenager two days ago. What the heck do you know? <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love all that. This has been an amazing podcast. I appreciate you, and you know, you've you've done so much work on a variety of topics. We could have kind of dove into yeah. all these things that I want to around, like you know health and stuff, but I think it's the overall frameworks that are the most important and like how you engage in that, because you'll figure it out as you go along, you'll refine it as you go along. It's so important to, you know, know these deeper concepts of your health, of your spiritual connection, of success, of finding peace. These are the deepest core subjects. And if you find those, everything you'll, you'll have the capacity to figure out every other simple thing like health. Although we can get so crazy with exact workout plan, it's simple. You need to exercise in some capacity. You need to have a clean diet in some capacity. You can learn that quick, very quick through, you know, research and application and understanding, but these deeper things of who we are and, and going um, into those ideas and exploring them are, are the big, the big, uh, hurdles for getting where you want to go. So just thanks for coming on the show. Is there anything that you wish that we had uh, talked about or that you want to leave the listeners with before we close the show? Oh, well, uh, check out our, um, in terms of, I think, finding more of what we're doing in the world, uh, Critical Bench. Um, we're going through a massive website redesign. So later this year, we're going to have a complete new criticalbench.com with an e-commerce experience that'll be really state-of-the-art and top-notch. But um, I think two of the best things for people who are just maybe interested uh, learning a little bit more about what we do here is our Strong by Design podcast. You can go strongbydesignpodcast.com or just look up Strong by Design, uh, whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Or secondarily, if you want the best resource for fitness and health video content, we have over 5,000 videos on YouTube. So just type in Critical Bench on YouTube. We have a channel over well over 1 million subscribers and another channel that'll hit 100,000 subscribers here at some point. And uh, so those are great resources for just free workouts, free exercise how-tos, free motivation for getting your butt uh, moving in life and getting some results. And a lot of great contributors and coaches that we've had over the years, unbelievable people that uh, are still here coming in on a regular basis, helping us out here. So yeah, those would be two great places. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on the show. I appreciate you and your work and uh, thanks for coming. Thank you. My pleasure, Matt. Appreciate it. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. See you in the next one. 
There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely amazing Chris Wilson. I hope that you enjoyed that episode, that you got some practical takeaways that you can use to improve the quality of your life. If you did like it, please consider sharing uh, the episode, leaving a review. Reviews are so helpful. Thank you guys for, who have left one. Please, if you're hearing this, leave a review. They help so much. And if you want to become a member and get access to a ton of exclusive content and training from past guests, go to mattbelair.com join the membership and you can do so by donation or even for free if you email me and if you have any questions comments concerns hit me up matt at zenathlete.com i would love to hear from you i'm back on instagram and telegram if you want to follow me on those socials and that's about it thank you guys so much for being here let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we close this show wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with joy, peace, contentment, power, faith, courage, energy, optimism, and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode.